Good morning, church. This morning is uh, it's actually the third Sunday of Lent. We are strolling right on into Easter. So today's scripture is found in 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 25. And if I could title this message, um, do you remember the commercial that said, Silly Rabbit Tricks Are For Kids because it was the cereal commercial? I think I would call this message Silly Enemy Tricks are for unbelievers because that's really the only thing the enemy has that he can use against us is to twist and distort things so that our reality, our reality is altered and it takes a lot of clarity and discernment to really sort out the truth if we're not grounded in faith. So again, the title is Silly Enemy Tricks are for Unbelievers because as believers, we go to the truth, we go to scripture and we wash everything in scripture, then all the tricks and the distorting and everything that the enemy tries throwing at us is, is moved. It's out of our vision. So if you will, if you are listening to this, that means that you are unable to join us during our 11 o'clock in-person worship at Ebenezer. Please keep in mind that we have started back our Sunday school at 10 a.m., so you are very welcome to come and join us at 10 a.m. for Sunday school and then stay for the 11 o'clock worship. <clears throat> Again, this morning scripture, 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 25. So if you uh, grab your Bible or your Bible app and your coffee or your glass of sweet tea, and let's dive into the Word and see what God has in store for us today. So 1 Corinthians 1, beginning in 18, the header in my Bible says, Christ crucified is God's power and wisdom. Beginning in verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being served, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the word through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs, Greeks demand wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and wisdom of God. Let me back up a little bit. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than any human wisdom and weaker than God is stronger than humans. Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, as we dive into the Word today, we ask for your clarity and discernment to reveal exactly the message that you have for each of us in store. Lord, whatever the enemy is trying to distort, twist, or alter, 
We ask that the scales be removed from our eyes and our spiritual ears be opened to receive your message today. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your Son and all God's children said, Amen. So verse 18 is the one where, you know, Paul is building the rest of the chapter upon this. Paul begins by saying, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are foolish. They've hardened their hearts. They sought out the world to satisfy their flesh thorn. But we have to be very careful that we do not become so used to scripture that we read it like it's a children's book. We have to remember the power behind God's word. When you take the message of the cross and you connect it with faith, that's where lives are changed. You cannot separate the cross from faith. That is foolish. But to connect them is powerful because you cannot sit under God's word and not be changed. The heart of the cross is that Jesus substituted himself for us on the cross. It was our punishment, but he took it. That is the heart of the cross. When when you think about those who are hearing the message of the cross without fully engaging the power of the cross through faith, that's crazy. They're reading it like a child's book. They're reading it just like a storybook with a fairy tale ending. But the truth is, we are never going to be enough to offer ourselves to pay our own sin debt. The only thing that awaits for a sinner is death. This sin creates a separation between us and God. But God came down to rescue us from the jaws of death. Paul is saying that that God gave us wisdom. That wisdom is for us to search out the answers through clarity and discernment that only comes from God, that only comes from the Holy Spirit. But Satan tries to twist things, and this makes us distance ourselves from God because our reality becomes distorted through the lies of the enemy. Romans 1.18 tells us, The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of man, who by their own unrighteousness suppress the truth. For throughout, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or thank him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were hardened and darkened. Claiming to be wise... They were fools. See, Scripture warns us of false prophets. Those who claim to be wise but suppress the truth from those who are truly seeking the truth. That's how the enemy misleads so many people. Trusting in man's intelligence without the clarity and discernment of God will lead to wickedness. So let's look at Proverbs 26, 12. Proverbs 26.12 is asking us, Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Ouch. Man, wise in his own eyes. 
We may not go around saying, hey, look at me because I'm all this, I'm smart. But our actions tell others around us that that's exactly what we think of ourselves. That we trust our own ways and our thoughts more than the Lord. Can I tell you that the more I work through seminary classes and things like that, the, the more I realize there are so many different levels to Scripture that I don't even think I've scratched the surface yet. But it's, it's really easy to fall victim to our own pride. In that moment, we might, we might as well have, have written fool across our own foreheads. Psalms 10.4 says, In his pride, the wicked does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. Wow. I don't know about you, but when I read no room for God, it makes me cringe. I don't, I don't want to go through life nor eternity without God. Quick story here. So I ran into a, uh, a store yesterday to buy some outside cushions for my chair. And the lady said, oh, okay, you have, you have two cushions. I said, yes. So I got ready to put my debit card in after she'd rang up all my other items. And I noticed she'd only rang up one cushion. So I told her, I was like, hey, you know, you, you've only got one cushion here. She said, oh, oh, thank you for noticing. Let me tell you, before I knew it, the words fell out of my mouth. I said, I am not going to burn in hell over a $10 cushion. And she laughed. But I was serious. I, I was very serious. You know, in those moments, we we don't know where we're being tested. And I know there are people that be like, hey, I told her. She should have known. It's her issue. I get a freebie. Oh, no. No, no, no. The teacher's always silent during the test. I, I don't want to burn in hell over a $10 cushion because she forgot to ring up two, and she only rang up one. You see, a, a prideful person <clears throat> would have said, huh, her, her loss, my gain. But remember, a prideful person has no room for God. That person's too busy thinking about themselves. When the enemy is distracting us, it's very easy for us to think about ourselves. When a heart has experienced the connection between cross and faith, our pride is put in check and God becomes the center of our focus. Psalms 36, 1 and 2 says, An oracle is written, an oracle is within my heart concerning the sinfulness of of the wicked there's no fear of god before his eyes for in his own eyes he flatters himself too much to detect or hate his sin <clears throat> when you've had a face to face with jesus when you have truly had a come to jesus meeting our hearts are convicted and we hate our own sin It is our own sin that starts digging our eternal grave for our souls. It is our sin that makes us prisoner to guilt, shame, and fear. It is our sin that required a Redeemer to come and break the chains of death by conquering the grave. Jesus conquered the grave by defeating death. So my question to you today, church 
What areas of your life have pride kind of snuck in? What areas of our lives have we pushed God out of? Are we worldly foolish or are we seeking clarity and discernment each day? That's my question today. As we go through this Lent season, I pray that you look in the mirror and see the beloved child of God. And you learn to love that person as much as God loves you. And that includes putting our pride and our self and our flesh in check. So let's lift our hearts to the Lord. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the ultimate act of love that you displayed on the cross at Calvary. Lord, may we continue to check ourselves in Scripture, in that mirror of truth, so that we can truly walk out this life to honor and glorify you and live eternity with you. And Lord, as we go through this season of reflection, I ask that whatever needs to be removed from our hearts, that is easily removed in order to make more room for you. And now we pray as you taught your disciples to pray so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. As we go through this spiritual journey together, please know that I am praying for each of you. I pray this year gives us many experiences to witness God move in so many ways. So until next time, remember, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Much agape, everybody.